I hope everyone is really excited to be here tonight, like very excited. I hope you're excited and overly excited. My King and my God. Yeah, praise God, praise God. You know, we're not just having these classes because we're having these classes. And even though I'm, I'm sure pretty much everyone here at some point have heard about the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, right? But we're in a setting where we're not just being, it's not being expounded on by someone from up here. The Spirit of God is the one that's doing the work in a real and experiential way. Therefore, it's going to manifest in each and every person here. The gifts are going to manifest in each and every person here. As the church goes down the road and as we grow and new people come in, some of you guys are going to be here expounding on the nine gifts of the, of the Holy Spirit and other things to others. And they're going to be learning in a class setting that, uh, in a more experiencing way. So even though you can go online and find so many different teachings on the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, it's different when you come here and you are allowed to practice and you're hearing God's voice and so forth and building your conviction and your confidence and begin to um, move forward and minister even outside, being led by the Holy Spirit. And we already taught on being born again and this is the expression of that spirit birth that we must move in consistently, consistently. I'm just going to start off by sharing one of my testimonies that happened um, recently. Um, last week Friday, so last week Friday we went to Toronto. We just felt the compelling urge to go to Toronto and every now and then it happens. We ended up going to, mostly when we go back we go to Vaughan. And um, we went to a mall up there, and then I went to the Hillcrest Mall. And if you guys heard my testimony, it was pretty much right at the Hillcrest Mall that God had spoken to me about 10, 10 12 years ago, where I heard the voice of God audibly. And I'm like, if I'm at the mall, I'm probably 15, 20 seconds from that exact spot. So when I go back to that place, it's like my open heaven. Something always happened when I go back. So we went to uh, one mall first, and then we went to that Hillcrest Mall, and I'm there, and I'm at the bay. Because they have a bay here at uh, Masonville Mall that doesn't has, have a lot of clothing, and they have more choices up there. So I'm there, and I'm looking at some jackets and so forth like that. And um, yeah, so I'm looking, and here comes an uh, older lady, and she's pushing one of those walkers, and she's like hunched over right and um, you know I just really felt compassion for her in that state I could see that she was very uncomfortable so I just kind of like um, said hello to her and then asked her immediately if she's having pain in her back and you know she was comfortable with talking to me so I kept on going and then I was telling her that you know I pray for people I believe in Christ and he's the healer and I pray for people and they get healed and she was She's a believer. She said, she's like, oh, Jesus, I love him. I'm like, good. So anyway, I was praying for her, and she's feeling the presence of God. And she's like beginning to stand up like this and exercising her faith. 
And uh, yeah, so her and I were there talking, and then she was telling me about her daughter. And that her, her daughter was in the mall with her. And in about four or five minutes, here came the daughter. And now I'm, I'm actually having a conversation with both, and the daughter has pulled my, my attention to her only. And she's, and I'm telling her that I'm, uh, you know, I'm trying to take away any kind of uncomfortableness that would be there because I'm a guy, right? So I'm telling her that I'm a pastor and I'm telling her my wife is in the mall with the kids and I'm showing her the photo on my phone to set her at ease. And she's now telling me um, the issues of her life. That, and she's taking out her phone when she found out that I'm a pastor that showing me the text from her son. All the text that she, messages from her son. And the guy is like ready to commit suicide and all of the messages are on there it's like the end of the world so yeah anyway I, I was praying with her and I'm, I'm telling her also that I'm willing to reach out to him and to pray with him and so forth so we exchanged numbers and then we left we prayed and then we left and she kept on texting me the, the whole time reminding me to pray for him reminding me to pray for him and I'm giving her assurance that I am praying for for him and so forth and, um, and then she was trying to set schedule a time that we would like talk over the phone. So, you know, that was supposed to be on Saturday. It never happened. And then on Sunday after church, I went home and then she called, she texted me and asked if I'm available now. And I'm going, yes, I am. But then the guy, he doesn't want to talk to me, right? Obviously, you're a pastor, so they know what you're going to say already in a typical sense, right? They're just another minister and, and so forth. So I was asking the Lord, what do I do? What do I do? I really want to talk to him. Okay? And I felt the Holy Spirit um, gave me this to say to her. Um, tell her to tell him to do it for her. If you get my point. Like, so that really worked. He's not going to respond to me, but he will do it for his mom. And that's how we got him on the phone. And I was on the phone with him for nearly an hour. And I, you know, God was giving me the words to speak to him. Not in a religious format like he was expecting, but in a real, live way. And he began to respond and begin to, um, you know, agree with me in regards to the things that I'm speaking to him by the Holy Spirit and from Scripture about repentance and, you know, the feelings that he's having in regards to suicide and depression. And all of those things are spirits. It's not him. It's they are. It's spirits that um, that are taking over, influencing his behavior, and you know they want to destroy his life. And then I began now to even lead him into repentance, because he believes in Jesus. He just doesn't want to have a, have any contact with the Lord. No. So yeah, I got the opportunity to minister to him and um, lead him into repentance and really pray for him and all of those uh, wonderful things amen and yeah that's one and meanwhile i'm meanwhile i'm there right and i'm at the mall i'm already seeing the hand of god in my purchases for example i went to the cash register i saw this jacket it's like 800 dollars. i'm not buying it right and um it's like 50 percent off but still too high way too high right uh, so I took it there and I'm let me go check and see if by any chance it's like lower It's like 50 off. So I put it back. I'm like, I'm not buying a jacket for $400. It doesn't even have a pan to it So I 
put it back and I kept on looking. I now find the, found the same jacket. You know what, guys, you know what I did? I said, just in case those people at Heaven's Lighthouse Ministry don't believe me, I'm taking the receipt. I brought the whole thing here. You know I don't play around, right? Yeah. So the jacket is like 798 the same jacket, same store, $798. And I found it for $159.60. And, and, and I'm, yeah, God is good, eh? I'm, I'm, I'm telling Kim about my good fortunes, and then she's like, when you go to the cash register, it's going to be less. And indeed, when I went to the cash register, it was $119. Yeah, actually, it's this one. $119.96 from it, $798. Isn't that a miracle? And the pants that I saw that I really liked, guess how much the pants cost? $89. And for my... That's a lot, a lot for, for me, right? I like to pay somewhere around 50 bucks for my pants. Just in case you think I'm uh, cheap, that's okay. Right? For jeans pants, I'm talking about. The pants that I saw, it's for $89 and some cents. And I'm asking the store clerk, he's like, we have 25% sale. I'm like, that's not good enough. Guys, I went to the cash register. I paid $25 with tax. Tax is on it. And I got, and I got the receipt here, $89.50 and 2579 I'm, I'm just throwing out everything on the line here because the Lord know I will do it because I have no pride so he'll give me those breakthrough when I go on the street eh? this is uh, this is I'm just sharing a little bit we had so many encounters up there the whole time it's adventurous when you're preaching the gospel when you're out on the street when you're out on the street being led by the Holy Spirit Amen. And I now have uh, contact with this gentleman to continue to pray with him. And I said, whenever you want you want prayer or you want to talk, give me a call. No, I'm saying that to say, when we are walking in the Spirit, the opportunities that the Lord will give us to minister to others. And that was last Friday. I'm not even sharing the one from yesterday that happened at my own home, which is just another story. We're spending a lot of the time on the outdoors, not only in the pews. And as the Lord activates us in the gifts and, and just walking with that mindset that we are sent to save the lost, we are gonna have impact. I'm just encouraging you. I'm not boasting, okay? I'm encouraging everyone. And I'm sure if you have a testimony, it will also encourage me to keep on going, amen? But it's a wonderful thing when the Lord is with you. So we're talking about the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. The nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. And we know that the gifts of the Holy Spirit goes way beyond nine. But in this class, that's what we're focusing on. You know, in 1 Thessalonians 5 and verses 19. 1 Thessalonians 5 and verses 19. I'm in Timothy, sorry. 5.19 It says, Do not quench the Spirit. Do not quench the Spirit. See that? You know, in churches, many churches, they absolutely, totally quench the Holy Spirit. 
they're fearful of the prophetic and uh, they claim that the gifts of the Holy Spirit was only in the apostolic age and, the, and those things are no longer active and in the in the body of Christ but yet still we, we have people in the pews that are actually um, hearing God's voice even before they begin to um, understand the, that, that it's the gifts that are already being operated through them even before they come to that intellectually I know even kids that are prophetically inclined but as we come in a setting like this I'm just encouraging everyone do not quench the Holy Spirit and that's why we're laying down some of the guidelines right that even if someone was to make an error we would catch the error in a scenario like this so you have to be bold and take chances when, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, it, you're, you're getting an urge to say something, to speak something. And th this is the opportunity to practice. Amen? So let's go to um, 1 Corinthians 12. And remember, Paul was not one of the original apostles. He was taught by the Spirit of God. He, was not, he did not walk around when Christ was on the earth, but he learned so well the depths of being led by the Holy Spirit. Verses 1, it says, No concerning spiritual gifts, brethren. Listen, guys, let me just make this point and then I get there. The reason why we're doing this, as the ministry grows and as time goes by, all, you guys are going to be getting all different kind of things from the Lord. It's going to be so spiritually alive and activated in here. People are going to be seeing. People are going to be hearing. What do you do with it at that time? This is the class. This is the practice. That is going to dictate at that time how you handle what God is actually giving you in a supernatural way. Everything that we teach on Sundays, okay? is going to be needed when we start operating when the when the, the lord begin to bring the crowds and we are the supernatural is actually happening in this environment we, we will have no opportunity at that time just to say we don't understand what's going on this is the knowledge that is going to be associated with all of that activity that's why we're going through this it's coming i i know other churches that had these classes and then one day yes the Holy Spirit is already here yes we're seeing people prophesying and people are getting different revelations and so forth but one day it's gonna be a lot more dramatic right so there's an understanding that comes with this dramatic and come with the, the Spirit that we might do things in an order, orderly way so we, we need to pay attention and understand that this is for a reason and just don't let it you know take it lightly no concerning spiritual gifts brethren I do not want you to be ignorant Paul is saying he does not want us to be ignorant the Holy Spirit is saying he does not want us to be ignorant of these spiritual gifts so let's go to um, verses uh, verses 7 it says but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one of you 
for the profit of all. And then for to one is given the word of wisdom. So we're going through all of these gifts one by one in this class to refresh for those who already know and clarity for those who need clarity on what they are and how they work. Gifts of the Holy Spirit. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. And we already spoke about it's senseless that we come here and talk about, you know, manifesting the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And we don't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And then we don't have the character of Christ when we talk about the fruits of the Holy Spirit mentioned in the uh, book of Galatians. It's so important that we cultivate, the, by the grace of God, the character of Christ. The nine fruits of the Holy Spirit, like, like kindness, gentleness, meekness. And some people are looking up here and saying, but pastor, you ain't meek. Right? That's okay. I'm getting there too. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy. And we dealt with prophecy last week, right? I mean, I don't know why I started that one. I felt like the Lord went right there the Holy Spirit went right there with prophecy and we said what is um, prophecy basically it's a, a word from the Lord having to do with uh, edifying exhorting and comforting an individual it's not a critical word it's not a negative word and the minute that the hearer of that word hears it he's beginning to feel that you're building him up in God and he's getting comfort it's not a corrective word in that moment I know sometimes you know, some folks are of different opinion. We don't have to, but edification, exhortation, and comfort. You know, when someone is in a, in a ditch, and you're going to pull them up out of a ditch, right? They, they made a few mistakes, and they ended up in a ditch physically. And what do you do? Like, do you look down in the ditch and begin to correct them? Like, they're dying down there. Like, come up, right? So we're lifting them up. And then after we bring them up, then we begin to give them some counsel in regards to why, why are you down there? This is what you should be doing. This is what you should not be doing. I believe that's what the, the, the word of prophecy really is. And God, the Holy Spirit understands the depth of the pain that that person is going through in that moment. And yes, he will be correcting and directing and all of those type of things. But in that moment... It's about pulling and lifting that person up. And then they will come into a place that they can actually learn and we can counsel them accordingly after. So that has to do with um, prophecy. But tonight we really want to, uh, I want to just go through a popular categorizing that they have with these gifts in the body of Christ, right? Nine gifts and they break them down into three different categories. And the first category is the, what we call the revelatory gifts. The ones the gifts that reveal something, which is the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits, right? So that there, those are supernatural knowledge that we come into from the Holy Spirit. He reveals something in a divine, supernatural way. It's not something that we can, that comes from our mind. And then we have the, the power gifts. And even as we go here, even as we go through these, you're gonna, some people will even begin to already understand 
some things that were already happening, some gifting that they had, but they did not, they were not able to identify which one it was. Now we're not talking about, like I said before, we're not talking about the office. We're not talking about the office of the prophet. And just because you have a, you get a word of wisdom, it does not make you a, a prophet or a prophetess, okay? That there is, like I said last week, someone who the Lord has prepared and he allows that person to, to sit in that office, right? So anyone here can get a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge. Talking about the power gift, the second set, the, so the first set, the revelatory gifts, word of wisdom, then the word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. And then number two, we have the power gifts, which is faith, gift of healing, and working of miracles. And I believe, if, if I was supposed to um, uh, um, say, you know, one thing that, and you guys can claim this, and you can, and I'll support you in it also. I believe one thing that God has given me is faith. I believe it's a supernatural faith. Just to believe a lot that God can do something big out of nothing. I believe that um, that's one of the gifts that I operate in. So the power gives faith, gift of healing, and working of miracles. And then the inspirational gifts, our communication gifts, the last set, which is different kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy that we dealt with last week. And even as we go through this class, we will kind of go into a little bit on tongues. Because you know, that's another thing that we have to really, um, by the grace of God, get a little bit of understanding about tongues in a congregational setting. Because in one sense, the Bible will say that, you know, tongue, tongues are for, tongues are assigned to unbelievers. And then it will even say tongues are for believers, which sounds a bit contradictory. So there are different kinds of tongues. And we're going to go through that a little bit, that we might know that, you know, the tongues that the Bible is talking about is for unbelievers. What is it? It's, you know, in a general sense, when we pray around here, we are praying in tongues to build up our spirits, right? But there's another tongues that in a, it's in a congregational setting that someone can get up and they speak in tongues. And then someone else will interpret. That means if a newcomer is here, like Paul says, it will not be babbling. This person will actually interpret. And many times, it will even speak to the newcomer and it will reveal their heart. So, how do we operate in tongues in a congregational setting? It's very important because in different um, churches, they operate differently. And then now we're having a new congregation here, right? So we're laying all of these things out that when it begins to happen, we will, you know, have a framework of how it is supposed to happen. And then sometimes we might, even in a loving way, have to correct people in regards to when this is actually happening. So communication gifts, it's different kinds of tongues, and then interpretation of tongues, and then prophecy. So today we really want to just spend a little bit of time on the word of wisdom. The word of wisdom. And you know, I've been to churches where they say a word of wisdom is basically when you speak the wisdom of God. And this is what they call the word of wisdom, when you speak the wisdom of God. But, you know, that's not the understanding that that I, uh, in my, that I believe that the Holy Spirit has given me. I the word of wisdom, I got a, a definition here that says, when God gives you a supernatural revelation about a future event. When God gives you something, revelation, 
in a supernatural way about a futuristic event. And we can use Noah, right? God told Noah about the flood, and then he gave him, told him how to prepare for the flood. So God can give you something, a revelation, or a supernatural revelation about something that is, uh, that is in the future that we might prepare, that you might pray. You have to see God. What does he want you to do after he gives you this information? Sometimes you can actually pray. God might lead you in the direction to pray that, there might, that this might not happen. Other times, you might say, it is going to happen, prepare, like in Noah's case. So we have to not only get that information, but then we have to go back to the Lord and say, Lord, this revelation that you have given me, what do I do with it? Am I supposed to pray that it doesn't happen? Is that your will? And then we're going to pray according to God's will in regards to that supernatural information that he has given us. Sometimes we have to use this information to warn others. Like we think about COVID. Right? You know, when we were going to be looking for a building, sometime just when, before COVID started, and we were already out there, and then we were praying with someone that is a prophet, that really hears from God, and then this is what she spoke to us. The Lord said to pause. The Lord said to pause, pause and looking for this building. And thank God we paused at that moment because we never needed that building at that time. So that was a, a word of knowledge. Let's go to um, 1 Corinthians 2. I'm not going to be long. 1 Corinthians 2 and verses 4. Paul speaking here, he says, And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. See that? And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. My Father in heaven. Look what we have been given here. When we go out, we don't take the intellect and the mouth. We are going in the power of the Spirit like Jesus did and the early apostles. Or else people's faith are going to rest on the promises of men. Verse 6, however, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age we are who are coming to nothing but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory you see this thing here is a mystery this is only for a selected few and I'm actually standing before a number of them even right now he goes which none of the rulers of this age knew for had they known they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Verses 9, but as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But look at verses 10 now. Look at this. But God has re revealed them to us through his spirit. Right? Through his spirit. 
For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. No, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Isn't that amazing? That's what we're talking about, being activated in the spirit. That's where the money is for us Christians. There is nothing in the flesh. We're spirit beings. And the spirit of God wants to manifest himself through us. Not only in the ministry, but also in your everyday life. In the, in the challenges that you have at work, at home. If you allow the spirit of God to flow through you, you'll have the answers, you'll have the solutions. And you will see the transformation, you will see the change. God has revealed them to us by his spirit. These things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things to spiritual things. And you can go over that a little bit more after. So, the word of wisdom, when God gives you a supernatural revelation about a future event that has not happened as yet, that is the word of wisdom. So you could be here and sitting in this environment or home, and God could reveal something to you and then you have to go sometimes you can go back to the Lord and pray sometimes you can even take it to trusted believers and you can seek the Lord in regards to what he wants to be done in the similitude of what Noah did so that there is a word of wisdom and then really quick the next one is a word of knowledge and what is a word of knowledge? This, these are information that comes from God. It's absolutely supernatural. It has nothing to do with the, mechan of the mechanics of this world. It's not that you see, okay? It's not that you hear something from someone. It's not that you're, you're of an idea in your mind. No, this thing come from the cosmos. Boom. And you come into a knowing. The word of knowledge. When God gives you a supernatural revelation about a past or current event. Something that is in, for example, and I'm going to go to a scripture really uh, quick that gives us an example. But this is only associated with the past or the present. So let's say you're on the street, for example, and you say hello to someone you're speaking to them and then god to, um said you know what this person was in a car accident two years ago and they had a broken leg and they have knee pain so you see that that there is a word of knowledge and usually the gifts they come they work in bunches so if the lord reveals that then the gifts of healing is usually right there god wants to heal that person the gifts yes predominantly the gifts are for the body for the body for the building up of the body but also for ministering on the outside and we can see this one let's go to John 4 we'll see an example I don't know if I want to read but let's start from verses uh, 4 John 4 verses 4 let's start from verses 5 and see just an example in scripture of a word of knowledge given to the Lord by the Holy Spirit. 
So he came to a city, city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son, Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. And as you read this, um, this scripture here, you begin to see a few things. You begin to see that the Holy Spirit literally arranged this meeting here, which is what I was actually sharing with that testimony that I gave earlier today when I started. I knew it was the Spirit of God that arranged that. That had nothing to do with me. And you can see here, a woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink, for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. So here we see Jesus kind of like bringing in the new, because the Gentiles and the Jews were separated up to, up to that time, and she was a little bit surprised that a Jew was actually having a conversation with her. And verses 10, Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God, and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink. You would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as well as his sons and his livestock? You know, when you go to preach the word, one thing you have to understand that you're going to get a lot of arguments that are not exactly accepting what you're actually speaking. You're talking to a, to a person and they are right there in the intellect only. And that's what the lady is doing. She's having an intellectual conversation with Jesus. And he's, he didn't give up. He's taking her someplace. He's taking her to where? To his realm, the spirit realm. And that's what we can do. If the spirit of God bring you into any conversation or any opportunity to preach the gospel you can take the person there don't pay too much attention to the rebuffs to the um, disagreements that they have just let the Spirit of God lead you be gentle Jesus answered and said to her whoever drinks of this water will thirst again but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life he's doing his thing and we, we need to do our thing. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst nor come here to draw. Jesus said to her, Go call your husband and come here. Hello. You see this here? What did he know? Who told him that this woman was married? Right? Jesus said to her, Go call your husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you have well said, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one whom you ha now have is, your is not your husband. In that, you spoke truly. See that? That is divine, supernatural information revealed to him by the Holy Spirit, the same one that lives in you and I, in that moment. And now, what he did, he took her out of the intellect. He took out her to his dimension. And look where, verses 19. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Hello. I perceive that you are a prophet. Our father worshipped on this mountain, and the Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, 
Believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. And he goes on. Let me go to 23, uh, to 25. And look what the conversation continued. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I will speak to you, I'm he. And then his disciples came back in verses 20, verses 28. The woman left her water pot, went her way into the city and said to the man, come see a man who told me all things I ever did. See, he took her based by the leading of the spirit, which is what we're supposed to do in this day and age, when the spirit of God. That, that's not to say that the, every time the Holy Spirit leads you to an, an individual, it's going to be a home run. Okay? He knows what he has planned for that moment. And if he allows you to speak to that person, we don't push it beyond where he wants us to. Once we plant that seed or what, do whatever he tells us to do, and then we move on. And then he will connect that person sometimes to someone else, or we, however he designs it. And if we read on, do you know that just because of that one word of knowledge, the, all of the ladies' city, they got saved. And Jesus ended up get, going there and preaching to them. And they said, we believe now not because you told us, but we have heard him for ourselves. Isn't it amazing when the Holy Spirit is the one that's leading us? And when we understand these giftings. So, you know, our desire as we come in this environment and begin to cultivate relationship with the Holy Spirit is to even ask the Lord about yes can one can one individual the Holy Spirit can will manifest whichever gift at whichever point so one one person can um, move in all of these gifts maybe not not in the same moment right but usually we have primary ones right we usually we are we are we have uh, primary gifts so you have to ask the Lord to identify and sometimes you already know because you've seen the the areas where you have a lot of faith to operate in the promises of God and as you practice and learn and, and gain confidence and conviction even in the church atmosphere here at different moments the Lord will actually use you to speak and it we will we will Sometimes we'll, by the gifting of the Holy Spirit here, we will, somebody will get healing, right? Somebody will receive a miracle. But if you quench the Holy Spirit, when he wants to use you on that particular time, I hope you know, you stop that person from receiving their healing, from receiving their miracle, or whatever it, whatever it is. Now, I'm not saying to do it out of self either. I'm not saying, oh, you didn't hear, and then you just felt like you needed to. Now, I'm not saying to put any pressure on yourself. But if you are regarding the word of God like we have been expounding on, okay, and not just doing it out of self, but really truly embracing God's counsel and his word and growing, it's automatic that the Holy Spirit is going to use you. And these gifts are going to manifest. So our prayer is going to be that God would um, reveal to us the gifts, the primary gift that we operate in. And then in a setting like this also what we will do is make it very quiet except for YZ he's allowed to do his thing and um, and then we will see what the Lord will reveal and then we will take those revelations that God is gonna give us by faith and believing that the Holy Spirit is gonna do something 
and then we will assess them biblically that we might deliver them to the individuals that God wants to encourage in this atmosphere tonight. Amen. So I think we, could, we have a good understanding of prophecy. We have a good understanding of the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. That's what it is. Word of wisdom, more having to do with the future. And the word of knowledge, the past and the present. And the prophetic that we spoke about last week, it must edify, exhort, and bring comfort to that individual. And even if you see their mistake, and you know that that person did something, in that moment, you know, just give them grace, and don't speak to them out of your flesh, and then and discourage them when they're already discouraged. Amen?